0: Hello and welcome to Allegedly Astrology. Each week we break down the astrology that happened during some of the biggest scandals and events in history. Thanks for
1: listening. And if you guys wanna support us even more, you can subscribe to our Patreon. For $5 a month, you get at least two extra episodes.
2: You could also leave us a five-star review and subscribe on whatever
0: podcast platform you listed on. And if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and DM us a screenshot of that review, We'll make you a custom meme of your big three and send you a quick write-up about it.
1: We also have cool Allegedly Astrology stuff on TeePublic, so go there to check it out.
2: And make sure to follow us on social media. We're Allegedly Astrology on Instagram, Reddit, and TikTok, and Allegedly Astro on Twitter. And you can
1: visit our website, AllegedlyAstrology.com, to learn more about us and the show, or book a reading with me, Dana, and check out charts and transcripts for select episodes.
0: So, Dana, what are we talking about Today. Today, we are talking about Army Hammer and his family. And this episode comes with a trigger warning. If you know anything about the Army Hammer investigations, we're going to be talking about emotional, physical, and sexual abuse dealing with Army and his family. So, in case you don't know, Army Hammer was once an up-and-coming Hollywood golden boy, made famous for roles in The Social Network, where he played the Winklevoss twins, right? And then Call Me By Your Name. He seemingly had a picture-perfect marriage and family life, but that all came crashing down when allegations of sexual misconduct and casual cannibalism (laughs) surfaced from multiple women claiming to have had relationships with him. So let's take a look at his story and his astrology. So,
2: allegedly, Army Hammer never really liked talking about his family or his family's history. So, he would probably hate this episode if he knew it existed. But he's the grandson of a huge oil tycoon named Armin Hammer and was named after him. So, Army, he's like literally like a legacy name. And so, he comes from a lot of money and power. His family, very wealthy, very privileged. He was born in California, and then his family moved to the Cayman Islands, like, honestly, for like a tax situation. <laughs> and then when he moved back to California, he decided he wanted to be an actor. So what's his
0: big three, Dana? Because I am intrigued. Well, it's we also have to note that his family money, like Sarah mentioned, comes from oil and not the company arm and hammer that's what i thought a it lot was. of people think that it is but no they're just your standard run-of-the-mill oil tycoons casual oil
1: so a fourth generational casual owner birth chart he's born on august 28th 1986 at 1 a.m in los angeles he has a virgo sun and a gemini moon and rising he also has mercury yeah. and leo venus and domicile in libra Mars exalted in Capricorn, Jupiter in domicile in Pisces, and Saturn in Sagittarius. So the overview of his chart, his big three are all ruled by Mercury and his Mercury is in Leo in the third house. And so Mercury in Leo acts as a filter for like his entire self-conception, right? The sun is like identity, the rising is personality, and the moon is like your mind, your emotions, your body. So this is fitting for an actor since Leo is a performer, although honestly, I feel like he's not a very good one, but he's not a bad one either. I can't really even remember him acting. Anyway, so (laughs) he like probably wants to be the star of every room and maybe has like a compulsion to perceive validation from everyone in, in the room. And this can perhaps infect his like ability to perceive people as separate from him, which is a light way of saying this could be, you know, this is like narcissism, maybe. I mean, he obviously has something wrong with him. But yeah, he also may like lack the ability to be objective at times, needing his, you know, per, like point of view validated, which is common in Leo placements. And so once you know that, you can just live with it, which is what I do as a Leo rising. So that's his Mercury, which is like really driving the ship. And again, that rules is Virgo's son, which is particular, analytical, detail-oriented and a control freak. And Virgo's also the sign of the Virgin. So his son's in the fourth house of parents and roots and it's square Saturn which is a planet of tradition, and his Saturn's in Sagittarius in his seventh house. So his identity revolves around his lineage, which makes sense, since he's, like, a fourth-generation billionaire. And he might feel an inherent responsibility to, like, serve his family and his marriage, which is perverted by having Uranus in Sagittarius as well at his seventh house.
0: And he has— I feel like that makes a lot of sense, like, when we, when we learn about his wife and his family. Like, this definitely is tracking—
1: his Leo Mercury also rules that Gemini moon and rising. So um, I'm just going to brace all the Geminis out there. This is not a good PR episode for us, but it's fine. We will, we will uh, prevail. We will
2: sure. prevail.
0: You shall <laughs> overcome. We shall overcome. <laughs> I will endure. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> and so the moon is in his first house. The moon in the first house struggles with objectivity, too, because... The first house is personality and the moon is feeling. So your, you know, like your point of view, your perception is sort of modulated through emotion. It can also mean that you you change your ideas a lot, which he pro- might, which can make him really interesting. The moon in Gemini is also inclined to intellectualize emotion rather than like process it. So with that, all those emotions, the unprocessed emotions could like color his perspective. But Gemini is fun, you know, quick-witted and changeable. So and also they're chameleons. His personality can like, you know, be modulated by his environment with his ruler in the third house of immediate environment. I feel like, this, like he's just really charming, but also extremely hard to know. You know, you could have like a good time with him and then be like, I don't know who that guy is at all. And then he also has Venus in domicile in Libra in its joy. So his Venus is very strong and Venus is money. It's also being popular. It's also being able to have fun. And it loves, that's why it's all enjoying the fifth house. Those are all fifth house topics. And Venus in Libra is also inclined to have peaceful relationships, whereas Venus in Taurus make sure it's peaceful, you know, first and then secures a relationship. Venus in Libra isn't, you know, is wants to like reach across the aisle. But his Venus in Libra squares his Mars, which is exalted in Capricorn in his natal eighth house, which is interesting because the eighth house is the second house from the seventh house. And the second house of any house is the food, you know, like second house is eating. So I feel like that's kind of cannibalism. But yeah, so this is about secrets and taboo. It's also maybe expressing his creativity through, like, psychological taboo channels, which is, you know, maybe if I were him and I'm not him, I would argue that actually all of those sex were just me doing art. I was just doing performance art, so I'm sorry that it offended (laughs) everyone, but I was exploring something new. Yeah. (laughs) Also, Venus in his fifth house rules his twelfth house, so... The 12th house is the house of hidden enemies, which means that his hidden enemies are going to be dates and hookups. Interesting. Uranus also stationed direct 11 hours before he was born. So Uranus is, like, still in his chart. So that's going to color, like, that's why, like, there's so much, like, deviation from a norm within him. Even though he feels this need to, like, uphold tradition, he also is a fucking weirdo.
2: His chart, I feel like, it really foreshadows a lot of the stuff we're talking about. Like, Virgo, like, just being, like, such a control freak. Also, something I was thinking about, like, I mean, Mars in Capricorn, obviously, like, it's a nice placement, but when I see it in the eighth house, I wonder that that to me does feel like very, like, dom in a way, you know, like, inherited dominance, maybe too. Yeah. And the one, and then also, too, like, Venus on his south node, I feel like he inherently is good at being, like, fun. Like, you know, like, he's mastered the art of, like, being charming and being fun to people like I'm sure when you're around him he's like you're like oh my god like you are so fun like you're so cute like blah 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 but the one question I do have is like I feel like normally the moon in the first house people that have that like it's very easy to tell when they're mad or sad you know they really like wear everything on their sleeve but because it's in Gemini I wonder if it's the same I feel like you would have to know him, like maybe his wife does, because, I mean,
1: on the Patreon episode where we do their charts, you can see how she kind of knows him in a way that maybe other people don't. But yeah, like having his, it, I would be surprised if he's like an outwardly emotional person.
0: Well, Army went to acting classes and he ended up picking up small roles on shows like Arrested Development, Veronica Mars, Reaper, Desperate Housewives, and Gossip Girl. But his big break came when he appeared as the Winklevoss twins in The Social Network.
2: My God, literally, my dad only drank apple martinis for like quite a while after seeing that movie. Wow. That's what apple that? martinis in those? It's like Justin Timberlake's character, I'm pretty oh sure. Like God. they're at a club and he orders like apple martinis and there honestly was like months where that's like all my dad was <laughs> I love that that influenced him like he's like that's what I'm gonna do you're not a Gemini right yeah. so there's some good
1: PR oh yeah the- <laughs> wait what's Justin Timberlake's line in the movie you know what a million
2: dollars isn't cool you know what's cool a billion dollars is that it I don't remember but it's I just, just knew, knew he PR. was the Napster guy R. A. P. he a Napster Um, So after The Social Network, he got a lot of parts where he played the handsome dude role. Unfortunately, though, he was in movies with a lot of big name stars. The movies he selected ended ended up being like just bombing in theaters. So they were all giant flops.
0: That's probably why you don't really have an opinion on his acting, Dana, because you've probably really never seen most of his movies because most of them were pretty bad and got (laughs) running bad (laughs) reviews. Yeah, I Um, can't think of a thing. But... His turning point was when he was in the movie Call Me By Your Name, and this movie revived his career, and there were talks of him being nominated for an Oscar. Thankfully, that never ended up happening, and I think we can all, you know, say it was Timothy Chalamet and the dad in that movie that really stole the show. But he did get a lot of critical acclaim for the role, and he kind of, like, went around acting like I am the perfect movie star. But around this time, the rumors started that he was into BDSM.
2: But the rumors were kind of overlooked because, you know, he was in this very cute, picture-perfect marriage with his wife, Elizabeth Chambers. They had two kids. You know, she's so pretty. Everything seemed great, but eventually they did get a divorce.
0: And they played it off like most celebs, where they did a joint Instagram post. It looked like an amicable split. And, you know, they led people to assume that they got divorced because they got married super young. They were married for 10 years and together for 13. So a lot of people were like, oh, this is like a midlife crisis sort of thing or like any celebrity relationship.
2: But about six months after the divorce announcement, an anonymous woman known as House of Effie came forward on Instagram and claimed to have had a four-year-long affair with Army, where she says she was abused emotionally, mentally, and sexually. And she even went on to publish graphic and violent texts and DMs about that he was sending her about cannibalism and rape fantasies, and saying he wanted to drink her blood. So it was pretty aggressive. It's he, crazy, to like me. Twilight. Like his, I know. in search is probably like Twilight, but Edward and Bella. <laughs> but it's so weird to me, like. That he just did it under his, like,
0: normal Instagram name, you know? Like, what was, like, why? That's what's so, like, crazy to me about all this is, like, he just did it so brazenly and in a way that, like, you know, if you're a celebrity, you know, and also he's not, like, just any of, any run-of-the-mill celebrity. He comes from, like, a super rich family, which, you know, we've discussed. And so, like, he should have some sense of, like, protecting his privacy. And especially if you're a married man with children, like, the the brazenness of it all, I think, is what was really, really shocking to me. Because it's like, if he's willing to say that stuff to them and, like, imagine what he does in private, regardless... What was going on (laughs) when the allegations
1: came out? So this was January 12th, 2021, and the sun was in Aquarius along with Mercury, Jupiter, and Saturn. And they are all squaring the moon in Taurus, conjunct Uranus and Mars. So the moon is exalted in Taurus, but this one's like majorly corrupt by being conjunct Mars and Uranus. Mars is in detriment in Taurus, and it's averse to conflict. And Uranus is a planet of disruption. Mars and Taurus chooses conflict. So this one was chosen. This is, and it's just like generally a major shakeup and surprises that like induce discomfort and like something you really don't expect. And the moon in Taurus squares the sun in Aquarius. So it's a first quarter moon. This one's connected to Taurus, the Taurus new moon that happened in April 2020. So I don't know if that maybe that was around the time they were like doing divorce proceedings or whatever. Or it could have been a significant turning point in its affair with at House of Effie. The sun's also in detriment in Aquarius because the sun is the king and Aquarius is a sign of the populace. So this placement can be about like knocking people down a few pegs. It's conjunct its ruler Saturn, which can enhance those punitive qualities. And Saturn, well, Saturn's not just like punishment. It's also consequences. So I'm not trying to say that he was like unfairly punished by any means. And Saturn in Aquarius is squared the moon in Taurus. So that's a reduction of resources or access or you know image and it like impacted his career and his earning potential and then jupiter is also in aquarius and jupiter is abundance and favor so that can maximize like you know punishment especially with mercury there mercury spreads the word and then looking at this with his chart he was in an 11th house year aries is his perfected sign mars is his time lord and the 11th house is his audience aries is new beginnings mars is aggression so the, the moon in Taurus in his 12th house is the house of hidden enemies. So this makes me feel like he was like totally blindsided and probably felt like betrayed. The nodes were in his first and seventh houses. And so whenever the nodes are transiting your first and seventh, like major changes occur in relationships. The south node in the seventh, this is tanking relationships and getting divorced. It's also conjunct his natal uranus. So he was already getting divorced, right? And he had settled that. But now there's this major plot twist of like another relationship surprise. And the North Node in his first house is kind of exposing his personality in a way that people had not be, been seen before. And on his moon, the North Node rules his seconds, or the, his moon rules his seconds. So the North Node on his moon impacts his livelihood going forward. So he like lost jobs, and his Chiron, which means that he was getting his ass handed to him. And finally, his Progress moon is in Virgo, which is conjunct his natal IC, and the Progress moon is like the focal point in your progress chart. So in Virgo, it's like receiving criticism and it's in his fourth house of family and hidden things so it's like going like all the way to his roots it's conjunct his ic which is a point of endings and so i feel like a lot of endings converge for him at this time both his marriage and his career just the two things that you need to be saying i guess
0: not just his career his reputation
1: yeah that's
2: 10th house good that's the difference between the 10th house and anything else
0: yep
1: Or the Midheaven,
2: I should say. I mean, obviously, yeah, I feel like the North Node on his Chiron is. And also, too, just because it's in Gemini, like the fact that the things that were exposed were things he had written down.
0: Yeah. pretty crazy, It was his his communication that exposed him. Yeah. Wow. Wow, wow, wow.
1: Venus on his Mars, and Mars was his Time Lord, and Venus rules his 12th house, so it's in his 8th house, so he can't control. The 8th house is where you can't control stuff. And then ruling his 12th house, all these secrets come out. And Neptune's conjunct is Jupiter, which is his legacy, is, you know, like Elise just said, his reputation. And so Nap- Jupiter is in Pisces. It rules his 10th and his 7th. So he has like no idea what's going to happen to either.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. So Effie says that after she released her allegations, more women approached her with their own affair stories with Army. And it became clear that he had a pattern of things like love bombing and oversharing to create a sense of intimacy with his partners. And then he would start to try to control them.
2: So again, that Virgo son. One of the other women that came forward was Courtney. I cannot pronounce her last name, but it starts with a V. And she's an app developer and social media influencer living in Dallas, Texas. And they dated for several months. And she even met his mom, she said.
0: And she went on the record with Dumois, which is crazy that we're saying that about Dumois, like it's a, <laughs> you know, publication, which it's, but it is now. But she even told page six that, that Army subjected her to emotional abuse, sexually coerced her, and made her feel unsafe.
2: So we're going to look at Army and Courtney's bywill here, but on the patreon, we're going to compare his bywill with Courtney. With his by with his wife, Elizabeth, because these aren't the this isn't the exact quote and I couldn't find it. But at one point in an interview, he was kind of talking about his kinks and he said he would never submit his wife to certain fantasies of his because he, like, cares about her and respects her too much. Oh, <laughs> so to, up. So right. up. oh my God, I'm so angry. That's so annoying. What is so. that? Why would you? like
1: saying that into like like, oh you
0: you respect your wife too much but you don't respect women
2: i actually hate women but i respect this one (laughs) right so we're gonna be checking that out on the patreon but until then let's look at his by with courtney
1: courtney was born may 22nd 1990 in dallas texas we don't know what time but she has a gemini sun and a taurus moon so her Venus is conjunct his North Node and Aries in his 11th house. And so this maybe they were introduced by friends. I don't know how they met. There's like intense magnetism here. The North Node is like, oh, like something that you want to explore, something that maybe feels unfamiliar. And also Venus and Aries is, what's the word? It like goes after what it's want. like. Venus is, you know, the planet of magnetism. It's like willing things your way. It's, you know, your feminine wiles or just your wiles. But like... There's an aggression and sort of like a hunger with Venus and Aries that can be really exciting. Mm. And her Mars is conjunct his Jupiter and Pisces in the 10th house. And so Mars' sex and Jupiter is abundance and favor. And this aspect would have enhanced their attraction to each other. But Mars is also war and the 10th house is career, reputation and publicity. And so like his Jupiter is also in his 10th house, which rules his Sagittarius 7th house. So this like her being in his 10th house, like she dominated his life and his marriage, right? His legacy, I guess. Her Neptune is conjunct his Mars in Capricorn in the 8th house. And this is a tight conjunction. So, because, like, a lot of millennials have Neptune in Capricorn. But theirs is one degree away. And so, Neptune's fantasy and deception, Mars' aggression and energy. So, this is, in the 8th house is taboo. So, he does feel like, oh, despite that, like, really perverted and, you know, like, sexually un-earth self-unaware comment. Like, he he can this is a good sort of aspect to have with people who you want to explore kinks with i would say and her moon and mercury are in taurus in his 12th house of secrets and hidden enemies and she you know exposed him then on her lunar return with uranus and mars on her mercury so maybe even she surprised herself maybe she had been thinking about it for a while and then was triggered by this sort of you know triple conversion of or triple conjunction of planets and so her moon and mercury and taurus are opposite his pluto and scorpio So the moon opposite Pluto in Sinistry can indicate jealousy and power games in a relationship. It can also be, like, you know, intense. And so this likelihood is even greater with the moon in Taurus because it's inclined to possessiveness. And so opposite Pluto in Scorpio, which is inclined to keeping secrets, like, as collateral. And 12th house Sinistry is tough because it can indicate, like, both transcendent relationships if two people are sort of committed to growth. Otherwise, it's, like, can for sure breed resentment. Her son's in his first house. And this is another like this is sort of like seals the deal in a lot of ways i think because he's like he's very mercurial but his mercury is like in leo so she has like an affinity and understanding she probably made him feel like a star and he loved it you know like maybe she understood this at a certain point and then i don't know but like she has her gemini son squares his virgo son so they're both mercury world they could probably talk all night maybe he felt like she was you know maybe he's like settling father issues with her because he is also comes from a long line of gemini and virgo men so, who knows?
2: I also think with the 12th house sinistry, too, you know, the 12th house is a lot of things, but uh, sometimes people say, like, if you have 12th house sinistry, it means like it was an affair, you know, because it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, in secret thing. And-, and, and the fifth house
1: is also related to affairs, and his Venus rules his 12th house and his fifth house.
2: Oh. But like that Mars and Neptune conjunction, like, yeah, obviously, like (laughs) it's also interesting too with the North Node Venus Sinistry, just because like, you know, the North Node, a lot of times when someone's planets hit it, it like feels like faded or a lot of times like the person may, you know, teach you something like a lesson. It's kind of like karmic. So because her Venus is in his 11th house. I do think it's pretty telling because, like, just the house of audiences, like, them meeting together basically altered the whole course of his life.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, they met at a bar. I think they were both out with friends that night. So interesting that you said that, Dana, that you didn't just assume they met on Raya (laughs) or that he slid into the DMs. But... Anyway, back to Army. After the scandal hits, he gets dropped from all of his movies, dropped from his management agency, dropped from more movies and a Broadway play, and the Los Angeles Police Department begins an investigation into Army over over an alleged sexual assault. We didn't know what it was at the time. And as a result, Army checked himself into a rehab facility for drug, alcohol, and sex issues But he says all of his interactions with the women were consensual.
2: And with all the talk of ARMY going on, you know, TikTok was like hot on the trail. So they started sleuthing and realized that ARMY was not the first member of the Hammer family to have some scandals. In fact, a book that was written by ARMY's aunt, Casey Hammer, detailed how the men in the family were all just like toxic assholes.
0: Love the TikTok sleuthers. They just go where no one's gone before and <laughs> I love it. And The so, best investigative
1: reporters are like 13-year-olds on TikTok.
0: Really, I would trust them with anything. But the Hammer family got away with a lot of messed up things and it was because of their power and privilege. And Vanity Fair even wrote a whole feature on the family titled The Fall of the House of Hammer that revealed that ARMY's story is just one in a long history of family dysfunction. And the tea on the hammers kept spilling when Discovery Plus released a three-part docuseries called The House of Hammer that talked about ARMY's relationships and the Hammer family dynasty.
2: Yeah, I watched it. It's insane. That's, honestly, we're doing this episode because Elise watched it a while ago and was like, we need... I
0: was like live texting them, like... Did you know that he did this? And then it just like each episode, more shit came out about their family. I'm like, oh, my God, he did this. He did like it just was honestly nuts. It is. Definitely
2: watch it if you haven't. But the series interviews two of Army's former girlfriends, Courtney and Julia and some of his members like his Aunt Casey, who honestly seems cool.
0: Like she got out. Yeah. You know, really, really glad for her. Not everyone was happy with the docuseries. Effie, who was the first woman to bring the allegations um, of Arwe Hammer to light, feels like the doc exploited her and her trauma. You know, I guess she wasn't interviewed in the docuseries. I don't know if that was by choice or whatever, but the creators of the series said that they didn't interview Effie because they didn't want to get involved with an active investigation. And they said that they included Effie's screenshots and videos because it's an important part of the story and to the timeline of events. So she wasn't interviewed, but they used her messages and screenshots in the documentary. And that was sort of without her approval. It was part of her statement that she made.
2: So this docu-series really exposed not just ARMY, but the whole Hammer family, like never before. So Dana, what was going on when House of Hammer premiered? This was September 2nd, 2022,
1: and the sun was in Virgo and the moon was in Scorpio. So the moon in Scorpio squares Venus in Leo and Saturn in Aquarius. And moon square Venus is conflicting. It's it's conflicting views of the feminine. This is like classic Madonna horror complexes. So that's what it's about, I'm assuming. I haven't seen it, but... It's for sure in the mix. It can also be about, like, jealousy and discord in relationships. And the moon in Scorpio withholds validation from Venus and Leo. And then the moon in Scorpio square Saturn in Aquarius. I feel like that's ritual sacrifice. And also, wow. you know, like, I mean, that's sort of like what celebrity is in general. Also, Mercury is in Libra opposite Jupiter and Aries. So this is like hot gossip about relationships and like talking a lot. The sun is in Virgo, square Mars in Gemini. This is like sort of ups all the like talking about you know just like gossip and discourse so and also like chaos and something like competitive could come in the mix venus is in leo opposite saturn in aquarius and this can make someone or something like hard to love and just like sort of lack sympathy there's like a love drought of sorts and on this day venus was exactly conjunct army's mercury and so army turned 36 a few days earlier and he started a first house mercury year so transits to his mercury are especially significant and this year changes like ooh, like him in general the first house is you it's like everything about your life and how you see the world and also how people other people will see you and Venus rules his fifth house of libido and 12th house of secrets, both of which were exposed in this documentary. So, the, And also the sun is exactly conjunct as I see. So this is illuminating hidden things. The fourth house is the house of hidden, hidden things and your roots and who we are when we're alone with ourselves and like your family. This is like extremely indicative of all of these things coming to light. Yeah, it's like so literal. Yeah. <laughs> Also, February 2022, so just a few months afterward, he had a progressed solar eclipse in Libra. And so we all have progressed new moons and full moons, but we don't all have progressed eclipses. And so it's interesting when that happens. So this is in his fifth house indicating major plot twists about his like love life and like what he does to have fun, recreation, and also creativity. So his creativity was limited by this, I'm assuming. But yeah, it's it's a lot going on.
2: No, it is. The astrology for this is very literal. So now we're going to get into the Army Hammer family, like, and go through some of the men. So we're going to start with Armand Hammer. So this is Army's great grandfather. He was one of the wealthiest men in the world, and he was worth around $180 million when he died. He was very powerful. Like, it was said, like, you know, politicians were, like, in his back pocket. Like, if you watch House of Hammer, like, John F. Kennedy called him. Like, he was meeting with, like, russian presidents at the kremlin like he was welcome there during a time like nobody americans like weren't allowed in russia
0: his father julius hammer so that would be army's great great was known as lenin's chosen capitalist <laughs> oh my god <laughs> which is insane oh
2: like they're just sweatshirt. just <laughs> right yeah let's start making merch of that <laughs> <laughs> but the thing about Armand was that he wanted his family name to be pristine. Allegedly, he controlled the family. He would spy on them. He would tap their phones and listen, which is crazy. He also had three wives, and one of his wives said he was a master at psychological manipulation. He had a ton of affairs, and one of his mistress, he tapped her phone and, like, controlled her and wouldn't let her see other guys. So,
0: sounds like he was, like, a bit much... Yeah, and this is a time when it's not like you're just like casually reading someone's text messages. The having to like tap phones is like extra difficult and therefore scary. But yeah. he was also exposed for having many grifts. He was engaged in things like laundering money, using artwork to fund Soviet espionage. (laughs) He bribed his way into the oil business. He even knocked off those weird Fabergé eggs. So like besides being like, you know, bad guy to women, he was just real shady in business. Basically, he was literally like a, a Russian spy. So Dana, what is Armin's chart like? Gotta know.
1: He was born May 21st, 1898 at 10 a.m. in New York. And he is a Gemini sun and moon and a Leo rising. Whoa. His rising is a boom, 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 boom. Okay, so my rising and his are at the same degree, along with Johnny Depp and Jake Gyllenhaal. So cool for us. (sighs) Um,
0: All men that have been said I just semi-disgraced via relationships. Let me just um, put it that way. So hopefully yeah. that doesn't happen to you, Dana.
1: <laughs> I mean, let's hope. And his Mercury's in Taurus, his Venus is in Gemini, his Mars is in Aries, his Jupiter's in Libra, and his Saturn's in Sagittarius. So he has this cool Gemini stellium in his eleventh house, including the Sun, Moon, Venus, Neptune and Pluto. So Neptune and Pluto aren't exactly conjunct his chart. So there was like a I don't know how many decades, but for a few decades they were both in Gemini and the exact conjunction happens every 492 years, so this is like a major turning point. We also did an episode on the Sackler family, and this was around the time I think that like opioids were invented, or something, something, or oh, Purdue Pharma might have been founded around that time. Anyway, this is just important, but yeah. So he's very mercurial, just like his great-grandson, Army. But his chart ruler is the sun in Gemini, which makes him ruled by his Gemini sun, as opposed to his like Mercury. His Gemini and Sun and Moon are conjunct, he was born on a new moon, which means the moon is not visible in the sky. So I feel like that's hidden emotions and you can also like maybe hide your intentions. But his moon is conjunct Pluto, so this is intensely like being perverted, really wanting to know other people's secrets, tapping phones. I'm a, like, I'm very Gemini and I will find information out about people just because like someone asked me because I'm bored. Like I like to just find stuff out. So the fact that <laughs> she did all this, I honestly am like, oh, that does sound interesting, but not to violate
0: Right, and privacy. like... He had politicians in his back pocket. How do you think he did that by finding- se- secrets out about him them, and then basically blackmailing them? Like he was like a master of blackmail and they, and that's like, a good tactic that he would like pass down in his family cool, cool, like cool, cool, <laughs> cool, cool, cool
1: so yeah, and his Venus uh is conjunct Neptune, and so this indicates like delusions of grandeur, also I guess being really creative in how you procure information, really going hard for it and So this insane Gemini stellium is ruled by Mercury and Taurus conjunct his Midheaven. And Taurus is a sign of wealth. The Midheaven is legacy and career. You know, he wanted to be rich and famous and comfortable. And Mercury in Taurus is also like, it ups the hedonism of his Gemini stellium. So this is like self-serving chaos. He also has Jupiter in Libra trying his son in Gemini. So this makes him like popular. This is how he curries favor with people. Jupiter is favors and people liking you. And so Jupiter exactly, Jupiter in Libra exactly trying or yeah, trying the son in Gemini is very, like, I'm not surprised that people were, like, you know, maybe people started telling him his, his secrets or people started telling them their secrets and then he was, like, intoxicated by it and then figured out how to get it on his own.
0: Mm-hmm. interesting. Well, next up, we have his son Julian, which is Army's grandfather. And we know from Casey that he was a really wild character. He always had tons of loaded guns in the house. He was always drunk. He was really abusive to his wife. And his
2: wife couldn't leave because Armand would say that he would, like, destroy her life and, like, completely ruin her. But eventually, like, the mom did leave. Like, this is Casey and Michael's mom, which is Michael's army's dad. And that's what he did. He, like, ruined her life. Like, she got, like, no money. And Casey, his aunt, like Army's aunt, went to stay with his mom and Michael, his Army's dad, went to stay with his dad. And their mom says that, like, she regrets letting Michael choose to stay with Armand because he was like fucking crazy. (laughs) Julian,
0: yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. But yeah. And, you know, I think she, you know, as a mother, you know, usually you can get custody. But I just don't think she was willing to battle the Hammer family and risk losing Casey as well. So, but yeah, Julian was eventually arrested for murder. He straight up killed his friend over a gambling debt. Like this isn't like speculation. It's just proven. Like he yes, shot like, his own. It's just like <laughs> a, it, it's a fact. And Armand, Julian's father, paid off a judge and the charges were eventually dropped. And cool. you know, to just kill someone in cold blood as a full-blown adult man and just walk away unscathed is crazy to me but there were also darker claims that Julian may have sexually abused his daughter Casey uh, I know sad
2: but going back to you know now that I think about it maybe like how brazen army was in those texts maybe and those texts in like dms it's probably because, like, look it, like, it's like his grandfather was able to, like, straight up kill someone and be like, yeah, I killed this guy and it go away. So, I mean, you know, like, what's a screenshot, you know? Yeah,
0: exactly. Like, one of his grandparents, like, I mean, we, this episode is going to be long, but, you know, we cut some things out. But, like, his grandfather was involved in the Watergate cover up. <laughs> oh, yeah. like, And then that. he got Bill, uh, George Bush senior to like pardon him needing a presidential pardon like is crazy and like having that celebrated in your in the family like Casey said that like these things would be like laughed off about like oh yeah my grandpa killed someone in cold blood ha ha. like just like all of this was sort of jokingly said and like so I can't imagine like what army grew up around also
1: I just had a a Gemini Flash of Insight. I know he used his real name to DM people because he wanted to, like, if you're love bombing someone, you don't want them to think that you're using some sort of untrustworthy handle. You know, you don't want to feel like, he doesn't want them to feel like a secret. He probably was like, you know, like, this, is, this isn't a secret. You
0: know? Yeah. That was part of his love bombing, is that, like, he would share, like, really intimate details about himself, and they couldn't believe that he was, like, willing to be so, quote, unquote, vulnerable about his, like, personal life. He's an idiot. So... strengths again that gemini insight also that might be that moon and
2: gemini in the first again like you're just like talking emotions like crazy like revealing crazy shit about yourself but it's like just words to you you know i do know sarah (laughs) (laughs) i do know i don't know because i'm a cancer moon so i only feel everything (laughs) So next, we're going to move on to Michael, who's Army's father. And this is also his aunt Casey's brother. So Michael was left the whole business empire. Like, Big Armand just skipped over Julian and was like, you know, fuck that guy. My grandson will have this money. So Michael was just, like, in charge of this huge business. And he was really into excess. He drank a lot. He did a lot of drugs. He also was said to have used the company as his own personal piggy bank, but he never went to jail for it because he just settled out of court. So, you know, casual. So Dana, what's Michael's big three? Michael was born on September 8th, 1955
1: at 5.10 p.m. in Los Angeles, California, and he has a Virgo sun, a moon in Gemini, and an Aquarius rising. He also has Mercury in Libra, Venus and Mars in Virgo, and Jupiter in Leo, Saturn in Scorpio. So he's the same sun and moon as army. Cool. And his Pluto is in Leo, which is exactly conjunct army's Mercury and Leo, which rules army's, you know, sun, moon, and rising. So I feel like that just sort of shows like inheriting, I guess it's not generational trauma, generational perversion. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, and he has like, this Virgo stellium in the eighth house, which is inheriting money, identity drive, neuroses, and being secret. The eighth house is taboo. Virgo is all about purity, and there's like he has his Venus in Virgo, which is in fall. So I feel like with his Venus in Virgo in the eighth house, along with his son and Mars, so so the eighth house is is like where other people can sort of have control in your life, along with the twelfth and the sixth. And I feel like this is him sort of both inheriting like these proclivities, inheriting a lot of money, but also Venus and Virgo usually feels like it has to earn love. I feel like he made other people feel like they had to earn his love, is probably what went on there. And so he's in Aquarius Rising. Aquarius Risings can often, like, feel destined for something great or greater than they, you know, came in with. Maybe, like, they want to make a name for themselves. And his rising is ruled by Saturn and Scorpio in the 10th house, which makes him, like, both Logan Roy and Kendall. And honestly, I didn't read it before, so that is interesting, because like, he did inherit everything.
2: He's just, like... He
1: wants him. I feel like he probably is someone who feels power by making other people feel fear. And maybe he felt afraid of his dad, which would make sense because his dad sounds terrifying and also murdered someone. (laughs) And then he so inherited like that sort of desire to make other people feel uncomfortable around him. But also he wanted to feel people probably he probably wanted people to like respect him. Also, having Saturn in the 10th can indicate that. And so his moon in Gemini is trying its ruler, Mercury, in Libra. So just like his great or his grandpa, he has a Gemini-Libra trine, which makes him, it can make other people like him. Like this can sort of, this can also be inclined to infidelity, but and this is the chart of a liar is when I said. If I do a TLJR, <laughs> I would say this is the chart of a liar.
0: Whoa. Uh, yeah. Awesome. I mean, his dad like had no real discernible skills and he just... Like, really couldn't do do anything. But he just became the face of this company. So he just lied his way to the top, probably lied to his grandfather about his father to get him to leave him the company. Wow.
2: Yeah. I feel like all that Virgo, too, is very, like, you know, substance abuse. Oh, yeah. Um, for sure.
1: Inheriting that sort of uh, proclivity for certain addiction disorders.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But enough about this family. Let's talk about what Army is up to today. He was allegedly cut off from his family's finances. So he has like, he's like real poor right now. And he seems to be working at a resort and selling timeshares because obviously he can't act anymore. He also is officially divorced from his wife.
0: Can you imagine if you got a solicited call from Army Hammer to sell you a timeshare in the Grand Caymans? Hell yeah! I would.
1: I hope he has called me. Him. I never I pick up my phone. phone. Yeah. Okay. So same. If I ever get to now,
0: now maybe know. I will. Now yeah, maybe I will. But the L.A. District Attorney's Office also recently announced that they won't be pursuing charges of sexual sexual assault against him because they can't prove it was non consensual, which is really a crock of shit but well it it was consensual
1: but you can also use like if people are manipulated then they feel violated after the fact which happens a lot exactly know? it happens just like there's a no way to just... litigate it and with the way dating culture is now it's so in favor of men like they have these i found out that dating apps are like 82 percent men um no
0: okay. yeah google it Um, interesting. (laughs) I mean, it makes sense, but it's also like it just so just so shows how our society is like so anti woman that like just because they might have initially been interested in him. It's like their fault that like he, you know, tied them up with ropes and like branded them like this is like real cult level shit.
1: I don't know. As a suggestible person, I'm glad it hasn't happened to me.
2: But, you know, there's a lot of changes happening for Army. Tana, what do you think? What do you think? Yeah, to put it lightly. To put it lightly. Honestly, on my most happy day, I like,
1: could not imagine this family. So <laughs> I don't know, uh, but I'll take a few
0: shots. And so, oh, wait, really quick. One thing I did really want to mention is that Armand, Army's great grandfather, was besties with Prince Charles and what? was like, almost William's godfather allegedly i apparently diana was like hell no but it was like just, prince andrew be even more weird weird i don't i don't know they're all family friends they're all in this weird circle like it just that's how much the t- like that's how the ties like go for the for the hammer family like all the way up not just through the presidency but through and or through the kremlin or through but all the way to the british royals to the mm-hmm. king of england so, I yeah. So anyway, Dana, yeah. Tell us what's going to happen with ARMY this year. I hope hopefully this like is there a pattern of this like ending this hammer trauma? Because it's like everyone's inherited, but like he has a son. Like, d- is this like I haven't like, seen this sad before. to sad to think about? Yeah. Well, I mean,
1: public shaming, although I feel like it can do, you know, like his no one else in his family has been publicly shamed. Right. And once they did, they cut him off financially. So he became poor because his family had bad breasts. I do think that he could have a redemption arc, or he could just maybe not ever rise to the top again. But he has a nodal return, and his natal Venus is, of course, exactly conjunct his south node. So this is important for Venus. The nodal return is like life-changing plot twists. It's when the nodes are in the same signs as they were when you were born. So eclipses are happening in the same signs as they were when you were born. So it's like sort of like how the Saturn return brings up like your earliest fears. This also brings up some sort of like earliest patterns in your life. And the south node on Venus in the 5th can be, like, getting dumped or reconnecting with past partners. This could be possibly healing for him, especially since Venus rules his 12th house, which is where the north node just left. And that's also getting exiled. So the north node in his 12th house was him being exiled and, like, having to be a, a what, a travel agent? And he has Saturn in the 10th. And so Saturn is transiting Pisces right now, and his 10th house is Pisces. So this can be getting bad press or a redemption arc. It's exact on March 5th, 2024, so something important could happen to him that day. And Saturn will also be conjunct as Jupiter, so that can underscore this. Jupiter rules his seventh house of marriage. So maybe maybe something with, maybe like, he could reconnect with his wife. I don't know. Or maybe he would just sign, like, a major contract. His, the seventh house is contracts, and Jupiter rules his Pisces' tenth house. So it could be, like, maybe he would get better work at that time that he felt, like, capable of committing to and that could ultimately change his image. He also has Pluto at 5 degrees Scorpio and this is important because Mercury station direct at 5 degrees Taurus in May and Jupiter will station direct there in December and there's a lunar eclipse there in October. So 5 degrees Taurus is a major degree for this year. And so since Taurus is his 5th house this can be a lot of things happening behind the scenes. It could be healing for him or it could be more secrets coming out. And he's also in his Saturn square. So Saturn transiting his 10th house of publicity, squaring his natal Saturn in the 7th house can be, it's the first hurdle after your Saturn return. So this could be, like, I don't know what he was doing at his Saturn return, which was 2015 to 2017. So maybe he'll get better work again if that's what he was doing. That was when Call Me By Your Name came out for sure. But Saturn also rules his eighth house of taboos, therapy, death, and his ninth house of God, spirituality. So maybe, maybe what if he joined a cult? Wouldn't that be interesting?
2: What if he joined Gerald? Jared Leto's like cult? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I just learned my version know, Jared
0: tr- no. <laughs> yeah, cool. But yeah, I feel like, Dana, going back to, like, what you said at the very beginning is like about his progressed moon which is conjunct his natal IC and so it's like that was in his fourth house of family and hidden things and conjunct his IC which is the point of ending so it's like he was the hidden enemy of his family like he took everyone down like he ended the hammer family well yeah it's like you know he was like not only did he expose himself but he exposed his family Maybe that's where he gets. Maybe that's the Gemini. Oh, damn.
1: Because his, his grandpa and great grandpa were Leo and Aquarius rising. So that's the, that access of like being like, you know, seeking power. And Gemini is sort of like a, chitter, a chatterbox, right? So he's like just
0: yapping away on DMs. <laughs> yeah. It goes down. His, his whole heads. persona just brought down his whole goddamn family, which is crossy. Which ironically would be maybe his chance for redemption. I don't know. Like, oh, it's not my fault. It's my family's fault that I'm no like this.
1: No, realizing that, like, you, you know, like, that, like, certain things aren't cool or... Right.
0: And so it's like, you know, you don't mean redemption necessarily in the, like, public eye, but just, like, redemption of his, Yeah,
1: sort of, you know, coming to Jesus, I guess you would say.
0: I fucking hope so. Uh,
1: We'll see.
2: We'll see. He doesn't seem very interesting, which is... I mean, he's, like, a good-looking rich guy. Like, yeah. you don't need to, like, work hard when you have those two things, you know? But he seems like yeah. he really wants to seem interesting.
0: Yes, exactly. He does seem like such a tryhard. hard, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm very curious to hear about him and his wife. And, but... You'll have to sign up for our Patreon to do that. So you'll be able to get that extra chart comparing the Bibles of Army and Courtney and Army and his wife. And you won't want to miss it. So with that, I'm Elise. I'm Dana. And I'm Sarah. And this is allegedly astrology.
2: Bye to everyone except Army Hammer. <laughs>
1: Your blood.